We're back. We're fucking back. How's it going? Episode 14, Spanish GP. Chris, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? Uh, this is our second time recording episode 14. Yeah, so you guys aren't aware. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we had we had some issues recording the last one. Lost you my said, audio. Uh... <laughs> Dude, it, it was, I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. It was kind of tough. I was so depressed. I, I put off texting you for like two hours, bro. I was like, man, <laughs> I, I, I found this. I was like, oh, this hurts, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is just a struggle. We, we switched off of uh, Zoom to Google Meets. And so we, we didn't realize uh, how the audio recorded, but here we are, we're back. And honestly, I got to say, I'm a little excited that we, we missed the last episode of 14 because it really felt like nothing had been happening until the last 24 hours. And now it's like news story after news story after news story. And we're, we're going to get into all that this, this episode and our predictions. Dude. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. It was, you know, the F1 universe was a little slow in the last week. I, we understand we're all talking upgrades, you know, championship getting tighter and all that stuff. We we've been talking upgrades for like two weeks now and we've yet to see like major game changing ones. So it's like at the, at this one, we're scheduled for a couple upgrades for a few teams. Uh, I know we'll, we'll get into it with Haas putting off theirs or whatever, but like it, it was a little slow. But, dude, no, last 24 hours, even 48 hours have been actually pretty insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, there's a, a lot of upgrade talk. It's getting spicy. I think that's going to be the story of the season is the upgrades. But uh, one thing I saw was some guy posted a chart showing, like, the the cars like their gaps between all the all the competitors on the grid right yeah so you have a ferrari is the fastest car and then red bull is like just you know a hair off of them and then large like pretty large gaps significant and then it's like mercedes and like the rest of the midfield cars like pretty close together and then another gap and then it's mclaren and uh aston martin crash and martin and and people are like, oh yeah, these new regulations—they're gonna make the racing so much better. And like, they're all already upset about the the rule change. And I think it's a little preemptive to say that because it's the start of a new era, and everyone went a whole different design approach. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's literally how like it's how we talked about in the beginning. You're totally right because I mean it's year one, bro. Like some some cars got it right, some cars got it wrong. Like we, I mean, Crash and Martin, I mean, bro, we're literally calling him Crash and Martin and we're fucking five weeks in. It's like, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's, it, it, or five races in, sorry. But it's like, it, you know, they're going to have a struggle bus year this year, like a hundred percent. Like this year's chopped, bro. Like I would and, stop development on their car right now. And even Mercedes is considering stopping there because they're having a struggle bus year too, because they're, they're supposed to be in the number one car. That's they're, true. They're sitting number three with a big gap between the, the top two. And what's crazy is because like that that's the most astounding one to me because their car is so astronomically different in design than the top two cars right now. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, you know, maybe th- this is the year that you were going to see the risk takes. And, you know, some teams went completely opposite of each other some teams you know took a little bit of inspiration from this took a little inspiration from this and had a nice middle ground some like some teams are drastic and mercedes to the ferrari and red bulls right now especially with side pod floor design and just pure downforce is probably an entire 180 from the red bull and ferrari i i will say though i don't know like 
people were saying maybe it's the no side pods is like but like they're the best of the midfield like yeah they're the best in the midfield so they're doing something right it's not like they it's not like they're in mclaren's position right now or i Aston think it, oh man uh, i i hate mclaren being being freaking named in the same sentence in the same sentence bro uh, yeah but hey just look at the driver talent the fact that they they're taking their you know i don't even know what to call it uh clown car and they're putting it up in okay. like points and, and stuff like that you know listen man i know you're at the top right now but ferrari has been struggling for they deserve this but god damn it don't talk about i'm sorry it just hurts bro it like it, it's not it's not daniel it's not lando it's it's literally just the car they're they're going through kind of a woeful year you know they got it like i would say halfway right they they've got some good things about their car i don't like it's fine, but you know they, they they might have to chalk this year too. I, I think them staying at fourth or maybe pushing for third if they can just match Mercedes all year. Because right now I'm viewing it as Red Bull v Ferrari, McLaren versus Mercedes. And until Haas was in that mix, but you know they they've kind of slowed down a little bit. So it's like I I think it's been it's going to be that all year, but I could be wrong. To be honest, I think Haas has a really great car, and I think it's uh, the drivers that are holding it back. Whereas McLaren has a bad car, and the drivers are lifting it up. Yeah, you actually might be right on that. I'm not even gonna lie. When I mean, how how long do we give Mick before we start giving him shit? Huh? I'm already giving him shit. I've been giving him shit. <laughs> I'm already like, giving him shit. I don't know if, if you saw Miami. I know you did, but like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, it was, it was, I'm not even going to lie. I I understand he, to start his Formula One career, it is kind of like two very significant years to start with. You have the end of an era, which is your first year getting into Formula One, and you're just learning how to compete and drive the damn thing. And I get, you know, having Nikita Mazpin as your teammate actually makes it easier on you because you don't have to worry about shit, bro. But like now having K-Mag, and then on top of, okay, we're starting a brand new era of car, and it's a whole nother new car that you have to learn to drive on your second year as a rookie. Like, I would cut him more slack, but we see Joe Guan Yu doing it, and we see Yuki Sonoda doing it. So why the hell can't Mick do it? And Yuki's in a similar position to Mick, because he started at the end of an era, and now... Yeah, no, it's identical. Yeah. That's why I can't... I, I'm like, it's start... It's, it, it's probably time to start, you know tighten it up on Mick because how many excuses can we make for him now? I know he's new and I was learning, but like, uh, you gotta, you gotta start thinking some results now. I mean, we're waiting for your first points ever and you could have had it three weekends in a row now. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm giving him shit, but I still feel for him. I think he's in like a slump right now, like bad headspace. He had a big crash. He's had some that's true disappointing results where he has a lot of expectations on him. So I, I understand, but still like, Step up. <laughs> Go on now. No, but, yeah. I mean, speaking, going back to the Mercedes of just being struggle, I think I think it's their floor design, man. I truly think, I think it's a mixture of just downforce, aerodynamics, and their floor design that's keeping them from really unlocking the potential of their car because they're the only team, right? Other teams, they, I, I think everyone has some sort of porpoising issue. But Mercedes hasn't even made any headway on it. I don't think so. 
Yeah, and I think it you it's safe to say it's a floor issue because like we're in the ground effects era, so a lot of your aerodynamics is coming from the floor now instead of coming from your you know over the top of the car aero. So so yeah, if you have a bad floor design, it's gonna hurt you a lot. So I mean, I think I think Mercedes, you saw they they made some improvements when they changed the rear wing. But I think they're just falling back on old habits where they like they nailed the arrow in the last era and they nailed the engine in the last era. And now it's like, dude, it's it's a new time. You'll need to get the floor up to up to the new era standards, really. Yeah. And I, I, I guess I guess that's literally where uh, I mean, all this year in this new area car is just aerodynamic like. I think powertrains and all that, yeah, they're they're fucking important. Don't get me wrong, they're hugely important. But I think this year, if you just unlock the secrets to the aerodynamics of this car, you're going to be just fine, and you can tune everything later. And Dude. tires too. Tires are because it's a new, yeah, like, it's a bigger tires. tire. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen to eighteens. That's a, a big ass tire. And tires where the where the car meets the road, you know, where the rubber meets the road is what they would say. So like that's that's always important, you know. And people people always like, let's say you 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 know you're a little high school kid and you're like, oh, I got my new Mustang. I'm gonna put a I want to put a big old exhaust on it. But really, the best thing you could do is get some better tires. They're gonna let you hook up faster, and you know. So no, you're actually low key right because I did that shit to my truck before. That literally the first upgrade to my truck was tires. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Shit was so funny, but but well, shit. yeah. Preseason predictions. I gotta say, mine haven't been doing too well. Actually, I'll say one of them was doing pretty good because I I said Leclerc would be number two, and if he's number one, I'd be surprised. And here we are. I'm surprised. Uh, I definitely dropped the ball on Max Verstappen. I gave him a lot of shit, and uh, yeah, I'm eating my words every week. Yeah, I mean. You're in a better spot than me, bro. I shit the bed on all my predictions. I had George Russell in first. I mean, Leclerc, I had pretty high up there. Max, I had pretty high up there. Lewis ain't up there at all. <laughs> it's like, I, I shit the bed. Lando, is he's got some catching up to do. I definitely shit the bed. I mean, I had fucking Aston Martin in the top ten, or top five. I almost said top ten. There's only ten teams. <laughs> I had Aston Martin top five. They're not even close to that. <laughs> like, dude, I... I definitely could have done better, but I mean, hey, it's a new era, man. Some yeah, teams I, got it right, some teams got it wrong. <laughs> I think I said number one, Lewis, two, Leclerc, three, Lando, four, George Russell, and five, Max. And yeah, and I had Mercedes winning constructors, which. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess where where is George sitting these days? He's he's gotta be up in the mix. He's right? gotta be P five, right? Let's let's He's I'll gotta look, be. I'll look it up right now. Let's see here. I was about to say he's gotta be. He's he's finished nothing but P five and Sergio's yeah, he's finished lower oh well But Sergio could he actually could be fourth. George Russell is P four. Yeah. Fifty nine points. Carlos Sainz is P five with fifty three points. So he's he's right he's, on his heels. And George Russell's right behind per well, never mind, there's a pretty big gap. Perez is, is P three with sixty six points. Okay. So there's okay. there's a seven point difference between him and Russell. And but hey, all it takes Sainz is Sainz gotta close that gap. Sainz does need to close the gap and ooh. Ooh. 
Sign, you got a new contract, bro. Sign's going to close that gap. Yeah, especially with <laughs> – man, it looks like – where is Red Bull in the lead of the constructors yet? I mean, they got – no, they don't no. got to be. They have DNFs. They have They're DNFs, six bro. points behind them, dude. Yeah, They're yeah, only six points. That's literally what's keeping them from being ahead already. They, they would be ahead by 10, 15 points if it wasn't for DNFs. Yeah. Yeah, and hey, I think George Russell can be excited to see him in P4 because all it takes is another uh, Red Bull powertrain's failure and then uh, he's in P3. <laughs> I mean, yeah, from zero to hero, I mean, shit, dude. From Williams to finishing not lower than P5 is a pretty good jump, I would say so. <laughs> and listen to this, dude. Lando Norris is P7 behind Hamilton. Yeah, in a shit box. In a and, shit box. And one of the worst cars on the grid. So, like, yeah. Even in top speed, dude, by a long shot. Magnuson is leading Ricardo. That's crazy. That fucking just hurts. Just saying out loud. I shouts out K Mag, but like, ugh. Hey, I'm glad Mick Schumacher's doing better than Hulkenberg, and Latifi is uh, number twenty-one. Hulkenberg's a reserve driver. Hulkenberg's beating Latifi on the the driver standings. <laughs> 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 Uh, Latifi, bro, what the fuck? Is that is that is it safe to say that's why uh, Nick DeVries is gonna be coming in and uh, driving instead of Albin? Oh, dude, Albin didn't have to be worried at all. He just got a day off. He, yeah. he just got a day. Off. He's kicking back and drinking some freaking mimosas, watching practice, dog. He's gonna chill. Like DeVries is gonna come in. Latifi better be sweating his ass off. Yeah, I guess. Where do you when do you see them dropping Latifi by the summer break? <laughs> I mean, if if it wasn't like if I were Williams, I actually like as much trust me as much as I want to see. Like, I feel bad for the guy. Don't get me wrong; he got a lot of hate at the end of last year. But god damn, bro, it's getting to like we gave Nikita Mazepin hate, and he deserved it. But like, come on, it's like Latifi's fucking up. But if I were Williams, I would say just to secure sponsorship money and make sure you're secure for this year, you're going to have to just let him finish out the year no matter mm-hmm. I, I under Trust me, I understand he's, you know, some weekends he's fucking worth, worth more damage than the sponsor money. I, I get it. But I, I think just to play it safe and really, like, you know, get all your data from Albon, Go ahead and secure the money this year, but you gotta get him the boot for next year. Yeah, and look, I I know we've been really riding Latifi pretty hard, and I think he's a good guy. He doesn't what? deserve that was sus, he, <laughs> he doesn't deserve the personal attacks, but his he's he doesn't have F one talent. Like, or uh, I mean, he's got talent to drive F one. He's a phenomenal driver, uh, but he doesn't have talent to compete against the best in F one. And so. that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I do like. I, I don't want to sit here and just fucking rip on the guy over and over again. Like like I said, he it's not like he on purpose caused the safety car last year to have Max and Lewis battle it out under some fucking sketchy circumstances, which we'll get to later on in this episode again. But um, it's not his fault for doing that, and I get that. But God damn it, bro, from that point on, he had five consecutive race weekends in a row of binning that car. It's I like, don't even, uh, I don't even care about him causing that safety car for that. Like, that is it happens, right? But I will say, Latifi has made improvements this season. 
he, he started out on a hot streak of crashing the car and now he's he's finishing races and you know he, he's doing better so that's that's good to see that's fair i mean let you know that you, you're right but he would he would be gravely mistaken if he didn't think this race weekend was important for him and his seat in the future because they're they're giving Albon a fucking day off. Hey, go chill out, bro. Kick up, man. Just 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 enjoy the enjoy the day, enjoy the practice. And you know, Latifi's got a strap in next to DeFreeze. That's a hungry individual for F one, and probably well deserving of the seat. And Latifi's gonna have to show out. It's gonna be the only weekend that he needs to out qualify his teammate. Yeah, he's, we, he's got to. And we, I don't think he has to beat. Albin, I think he needs to do better than DeVries and uh, right. practice in, the, in that first set. He needs to show him, like, yeah, I, I deserve to be here. That means we're going to see, man, we're going to see Williams pushing on just day one of practice. Oh, yeah. They're going to be sending it. <laughs> yeah. If, they're, if, if I don't see their car somewhere near the top, top of the timetable, because I know they're the fastest in the straight line. So if I don't see them somewhere near the top of the timetable, I'm going to be surprised. But no, you're right, dude. I mean, me and you both know in any given weekend, Alex Albon is going to give you the best data and results out of that car. Yeah. So I, I totally don't expect Latifi, just like as much as it hurts, just like I expect Lando to outqualify Danny every single weekend. So I totally get it. But, I mean, you, this is literally the practice session and the day you are going to have to show out. There is no more excuse. You, you, yeah. you've got to beat this guy. Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, back to Mick, I feel like Mick is getting to that point soon. And, uh, it's, we just learned today, uh, from our friend at, uh, F F one fantasy, uh, that uh, all these teams have to run a reserve driver for one practice session, or maybe it's two practice sessions. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, uh, Mick's getting close to a point where he's gonna have to go up against some of these guys that are hungry too. Like everyone's like probably fit yeah, Pally. Yeah, and everyone's saying that he deserves to be an F one, and I agree. You know, just like Latifi, but there's a lot of other drivers too that aren't in F one that deserve to be there on merit yeah. and and so we'll see how it goes um i know there's a big uh there's big talks about piastri coming in i think for uh yep. for uh alpine and i think that would be interesting to see if they if they uh let him do a practice session with against both of the guys because that would kind of give you the best to see do we keep alonzo or do we have to move on and, and keep some young talent because ocon's been doing good like I said, man, I, I want to give Ocon his roses, you know, while he's in the league, but I, just, I literally think he is the most average driver on the grid. Like, I, I, I think he'll never, he'll never lose you a race, but, you know, last year with his race win, a lot of things had to happen and a lot of things had to go right for that race win. Not trying to take it away from him. He drove incredibly. But this year, it's just been very, just eh. Like he shows signs of excellence, and then it, you know the car loses pace, which I can't blame it all on him because the car probably isn't where it needs to be. But it's just, eh. it, it it's maybe because they added pink to it. I don't know. 
I mean, the pink curse is definitely the pink cancer is definitely not a good sign, and it seems like Reno has power. I don't know, man. Drain. Aston Martin got rid of it and got worse, dog. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and and there was the pink Mercedes era, so that you know. But, um, yeah, no. Uh, I think Alpine has has issues with those Renault power units because they've been replacing them like every race almost. Uh, but Ocon's outperforming uh, Alonso, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right. I was skeptical on him at the start of the season. I'm turning around onto Ocon, where I, I like the guy. So I think I'm have different. To, yeah, we might have to disagree there because I know you you got some things to say about him, but I, I think I'm a fan of Ocon. Oh, you, are you my enemy now? Yeah, we're we're enemies on this topic. Listen, man, I'll 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 die on that hill. That's fine, dude. Yeah, you can, you'll fine, die there. Dude. You'll die there. I'll be riding a victory with Ocon. Oh my god, dude. Okay, I know this is parody and this probably isn't true, but let me let me throw something wacky at you with the driver lineups. Okay, hit me with it. Alonso retires. Uh huh. They sign Vettel. Okay. And Piastri goes to Aston Martin. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Huh, I mean that's it. It's interesting for sure, but it's like, what's the point of trading Alonso for Vettel? You know, yeah. and it, it doesn't sound like Alonso wants to retire. So if he retires, no, it's you're because right. he was forced out of the sport. Yeah, and no, you're right. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Alonso and Vettel are kind of like the same caliber right now of driver. Like, so. Uh, I, I just think I, think I just think Vettel's get. I actually think Vettel's great. He's just literally in the shit. Like we call McLaren a shit box, but the Aston Martin is a shit box. Yeah, like, no, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's it's bad. And I, I, you know, maybe if Vettel is in better machinery, he could actually showcase that. That's the four time. But right now, he doesn't even look like the four time. So I I do agree. But I don't know. I saw I mean, it on Twitter. I knew it wasn't real, but I was like interesting what, saw, what makes this tick the the last time Vettel was on you know a good team he was he was very dominant you know when he was with Ferrari and yeah. now now he's on a terrible team he's on probably the worst team on the grid you know or at least yeah. the worst car so so yeah it's uh sucks for Vettel he's in a bad spot but yeah it doesn't make sense for uh Alpine to to go for Vettel you know if anything they would they might want to hit the uh the old uh Haas maneuver and get two younger drivers, even though you know they have one driver now. With see, a, I with agree. I agree. I totally agree. I think fire young talent is the way to go nowadays. But at the same time, I just think Alpine's always taking the safer out, and I was just kind of playing their safe card. Yeah, and I think the sport's better with Alonso. So yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah you're right. I'm yeah. capping. You're 100 percent right. I saw some some talk. Uh, Ricardo's not ready to retire but he's starting to open his mind to that being a future thing so i'm sure uh, it's it is sad to see because i i think freaking daniel ricardo like sometimes is formula that's the dude that that was my first ever driver that i liked so i i totally like it's going to be a sad day when he goes but i'm i do understand like it you, you want to be on like if mclaren can't be your home until your end of the career you don't you don't want to do it because before even before he went to Renault he was trying to go to McLaren just the opportunity wasn't there yet yeah so it's like I I I totally get it so just like Lewis it's either I'm with Mercedes or I'm not competing yeah so, and 
with Dan- with Danny, uh, even if he does end up retiring, if, I mean, obviously he's going to retire eventually, but whenever that does happen, I hope he stays in the sport. And I would like to see him replace some of these old heads at the commentary Dude. booth. Get someone a little more loose in there. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm tired of hearing the Mexicans pushing. Come on, bro. <laughs> you can't be saying that. You can't That's be saying that. That's got to be racist. That's got to be racist for sure. <laughs> Bro, that is it is kind of wild. I totally it, it's it's not racist. I understand that's how they commentate, but hearing two Americans sit here Crofty go, and here comes the Mexican barreling down the street. I'm like, oh my god, that shit's yeah. so funny. I'm like, bro, this 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 is for real, right? I was yeah. like, I thought this was 2022, bro. Come on. Oh, holy shit. But, uh, <laughs> see, seeing Danny, seeing Danny Rick in the booth actually might be pretty fire. Cause I, I don't care what I want to see him around the racetrack on any race weekend. Yeah, no, period. I need, I need his vibes on race weekend. I need yeah, imagine vibe. how bleak it would be. Oh, okay, it's just gonna be all serious. Like, oh, here's, here's Lewis Hamilton and here's Max Verstappen. They're facing off again. Like, yeah. bro, where's the, where's here's the Max fun? Max Verstappen doesn't want to talk to anything involving a camera, and here's Lewis Hamilton that he can't even give a just a nonchalant answer everything has to be oh well i'm sir lewis hamilton and i'm gonna give you the most professional answer i can give you right now and then danny rick just busts out of nowhere takes a shoey and then i know just... takes a shoey gives you a fucking high five and goes oh good day, mate fuck's going on comes out cow i i gotta see the cowboy hat i hope we meet him when we're in austin i want to meet him dude if i don't if i don't see that handlebar mustache in person i'm gonna be pissed i might even sport my own who knows I might even sport my own. Who knows? Holy <laughs> shit. Dude, let's talk yeah. about I I mean, you could say it's a W, you could say it's not, but you can it's definitely game changing. Uh as of today, Russian GP just flat out canceled, not gonna be rescheduled. We're down to twenty two races this year. W that's a <laughs> W Is it we a were w talking finding out five races in though? Yeah, that's definitely got to be – that's going to change a lot of team strategies, but at least it's pretty early in the season. So, like, there's, there's so, like they still have time to plan for it. Uh, and, I mean, I think these early season upgrades and, and like, that – if anything, it's going to be easier for teams now because there's less races to prepare for. So, I don't think that's a big deal. And I know at the start of the year we were talking, like, oh, yeah, maybe there's going to do 30 races. And we're, we're like, yeah, that's not the best idea. Come down to 22. That's a W. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm actually here for that. I, I do like the 22 races. I saw that since this one was getting cut, there's like, it, it affects like power unit usage and mileage calculations of when you're going to replace new and old power units now. And I'm like, okay, bet that's, that actually is a lot bigger decision than I thought it was. But mm-hmm. no, I think it's a W. I 100% think it's a W. Just like beginning of the season, how we were talking about how people were it was so back and forth of 30 races is a good thing 30 races is a bad thing i think 30 races is a bad thing because there's just no downtime i mean dude you got like hundreds of families that are affected by these guys traveling the world like seven months out of the year like it's yeah. like give them a break dog so, 20, I was on, so 22 races i think is fine i was on the camp of 30 races is fire because i like every race weekend's exciting and and you kind of seen it like between Miami and now there wasn't a lot happening. And so like, I I personally was feeling like, dude, like 
we're not really getting out there and like talking to the community and stuff, but like there was not really much to talk about. So seeing more race weekends keeps it exciting in that way, keeps everyone engaged, but maybe there's, we just got to find more ways to like keep the, the spirit alive between like the weekends. And yeah, cause, cause I'm not going to lie, man, you're totally right. Yeah. I've come around on it since then. I was pro 30 races. Now I'm thinking, it's not as it's not a spectacle and as special when you have so many races and then logistically it's just that's a lot to ask yeah and you know the more races the more opportunities you may have a stinker like miami so it's so yeah it's like, so it's like it's whatever i don't get me wrong they they i could be totally wrong about miami next year they could beef it up completely since they got so much fucking backlash of that fake marina <laughs> this year they'll probably won't build it next year so that'd be cool but yeah. uh like just stuff just stuff like that like that'd be cool a nice medium 23 24 races i'd be okay with that i think yeah. that's max good to go miami gp if you're listening hit up our boy next level pools in houston texas so he'll, he'll help you build that marina yeah he'll build a real one like he'll build a real marina for you put a fucking yacht in that bitch dude <laughs> <laughs> but but uh speaking of ways to spice up a boring race what's the talk michael michael massey might be back Oh, dude, I saw this fucking article. Shout out, shout out what the F1 official. Well, Michael Massey could make an F1 race director comeback. I repeat, Mm. race director comeback in 2023. What are they smoking and where can I get it? (laughs) Where can I get it? Bro, Uh, like what? Here's a here's an unpopular opinion that I might throw out here. I don't think Michael Massey is necessarily the wrong choice for a race director. Uh, I don't think I don't think he got enough respect as a race director, and he got bullied into making a lot of bad decisions. I guess that rule could have prevent like that rule that's this year. No team on the spot can actively plead their case directly to the race director, which no longer takes the the pressure of influence off the person's back. Which, you know, maybe maybe Michael Massey would still have a job right now if that rule was in effect. So I hear you on that. But God damn it, bro. I mean, so so I, I saw uh, the previous race director before him. Uh, like, everyone on the grid respected him. Whatever he said was the law, and it went down that way, you know? Michael Massey comes in. I'm pretty sure Michael Massey was with him also for a lot of it, so he got to learn from the guy. I was Michael such Massey's- a pushover, though. Because he's he's new on the grid, no one's respecting him. You gotta think about it. Also, it's like that was the most intense probably title fight ever. It went down That's to the fair. last race. They were tied in points. There's a lot of pressure on him, especially you gotta think with like the Saudi Arabian sponsors. You saw they couldn't pull out of the race in Saudi Arabia, so you, you know they're breathing down his neck. You gotta make this race good. That's, so yeah. it's I think there's probably race after all, there's probably a lot on him, you know, and. He just, he did what he thought he had to do to make the race interesting. Like, no one wants to finish on a safety car. Now you're making me feel bad for hating him. He deserves shit, dude. He deserves shit for that call. It was was a bad call, but like... He's been doing it for years, bro, but I understand a lot of things had to line up for him to, like, just have the world on his shoulders. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who's, who's the race director right now? Chris, I'm, I'm going to keep it real, bro. I don't know. 
Me neither. I have no idea. <laughs> Listen, folks, this is just a podcast to lighten the mood. Okay. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's better that way that we don't know who the race director. Yeah, is. I just want to. I just want him to be fucking firm and be ten toes down and like, like what he says goes. I don't care if he's liked. I don't care if he's not liked. I like just, just be stern. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you're right. It, it's got to be hard to to bring Ma- Michael Massey back in, especially after all the controversy. So it's like, eh. like what does he do? What does he yeah. do? Like, yeah. Well, well, what's his job title going to be? Uh, ra- like, I understand race director, but what what the hell? Like, literally, you're going to make this new guy do it for this brand new season, and then all of a sudden bring Michael Massey back? And like, I, I still like. Don't get me wrong. It, it it's a possibility. It's not confirmed, but mm-hmm. it's it's like what 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 do you do after an event like that? Yeah, I think I think the best move is to just cut your cut your ties and just move on. Sucks for him. Do something else, bro. Or put him in at a more like minor role. Don't give him that much, you know, power, right? I mean, yeah. Like put I, him on I a, guess. Put him on a board of other directors and like, oh, he he's you know, he's a good guy for some some knowledge and stuff, but then like, you know. Okay, put it this way. He just he just can't be in a position to where he, his decision he is final. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he can suggest and like he could be on like the board, like you said, if the race director is presented with a decision to make, he can be part of the people that talk about it, but he's not the person to make it. Yeah, he, he ain't no, he, he, he could be on the cabinet, but he can't be the president. <laughs> <laughs> he could be on the cabinet. That shit funny. But I mean, shit, <laughs> we talked about Haas drifting back a little bit. I can touch on a little bit, but they just recently announced and selected that they're not going to upgrade this weekend. They still are convinced that they have plenty of power to unlock in that car as of right now, and they got to get back on track before they start upgrading. Mm. And I don't know how to feel about that. I feel like the upgrades can unlock that power, but I mean, I also can see where Gunther understands that kevin like mick haven't been at their best to unlock the car so it's like i i understand yeah i think um i think he's playing it very cautiously because what he said in the past they got burnt by trying to do upgrades that took him in the wrong direction and to be honest they probably just don't have enough data because mick's crashed the car a couple times uh kevin had a phenomenal start to the season but he's kind of tapered off and Mick's still not getting points, so it's kind of hard to pick a direction to upgrade in, really. And and I don't know, their car design is very similar to the Ferrari. It's the white Ferrari, and Ferrari hasn't made any big changes, and they're still competing with the Red Bulls, even though the Red Bulls starting to pull away now. Yeah. So maybe it's the right call not to upgrade. Maybe you just need to get your drivers uh, back in the to competing for points and stuff again. I mean, yeah, and that's really all. There is to it, honestly. And speaking of the white Ferrari and it being with the upgrades, because that makes total sense. Like, if Ferrari hasn't, why would Haas? And I I totally get it. But speaking of that, I mean, Ferrari's about to drop a bomb to the FIA, dude. They're they're about to mention everyone in the budget caps for R&D and upgrading. I am glad that Ferrari's <laughs> got some balls this year. That's what we need to see. They're clapping back. They were the down everybody's is, barrel two years ago. The F F one is not 
just about the race and the drivers like there's so much that goes on behind the scenes you got the engineering development and then you have the politics and the politics is a big part of it and personally i'm a fan of the politics all right i know a lot of people oh, like I love it. they hate bringing politics into sports and stuff but give me i want to see the pettiness i need to see the pettiness so come out with that big dossier send it over there and i need to see some people like sweating i need i need to see some people sweating bro Ferrari wishes to highlight the expenditure of each team for R&D and upgrades since the start of the season, primarily focusing on Red Bull. Come for that neck, Ferrari. Let's go. Yeah, the the Ferrari-Red Bull rivalry is definitely heating up. They're, they're closing in on, on Ferrari now, Red Bull is. And you see uh, Ferrari, I think they're getting a little nervous. I think they're getting a little nervous, and now they're they're kind of making moves to, to kind of put some pressure they back hit, on Red They Bull. hit Christian Horner with the Uno reversal card, dude. Usually Christian Horner's doing this to Mercedes. Yeah, never – dude, don't ever doubt the Ferrari master plan, baby. Oh, master plan, El plan, Benito. Yes. Dude. Yes, I, I'm excited about that, and and I'm I think they're bringing upgrades right to to Spain. Yeah, I think they're bringing a little bit. I think I think Ferrari is maybe bringing a little bit. I know it's not like game changing, and their game changer was supposed to be in Miami. Then it got pushed to Span the Spanish <laughs> GP, and then it got pushed beyond that. So it's like I I don't know exactly how big the upgrade is, but I almost want to think it has to be something to do with the high downforce upgrade because. This track, Barcelona, I'm reading it right now, this track requires a super high downforce setup, and you're mm -hmm. going to see porpoising throughout the whole grid because I don't think any of these cars have figured out a high downforce setup yet that doesn't no. porpoise all over the track. And I think that I think this has to you you got to say this probably leans more to Ferrari, right? Because I think Red Bull has a more like a lower drag car design, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Shout so, out F1 data analysis. Yes, love that guy also. Those are boys, Rob, Rob and uh, Mirko. Shout out yeah. to both of you guys. Hopefully we can get you guys back on soon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this battle, title fight's getting intense. You know, they tried to play nice at the start of the season, but it was only so long until it's just an incident. Oh yeah, no, uh, it's 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 about that time. <laughs> it's yeah. about that time. The, Title fight's getting close. They're about to be going back and forth now. There's going to be some lead changes. I'm sure it's going to be just like it was last year with Max and then Charles and then Max and then Charles. But it, it's it's got to be something like that. But good news is is that while everyone every car is going to be porpoising quite a bit, it still does play in favor of Ferrari's car. So it's like I'm sure it's just going to – it's a perfect opportunity for Carlos Sainz to finish on the podium. So that's good. He needs to bring home points in Spanish in the Spanish GP, one hundred percent. And then Charles, you know, I mean, ideally Ferrari should be set up for a one-two this weekend. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can pull that. Uh, dude, oh man, here it would be so crazy to see Carlos win this race. It would be wild. It's the it's equivalent of uh, Leclerc either winning at Monaco or Monza. So here's here's my question: Do you think that where we are in the season, it would warrant, uh, like them telling Carlos to let to let uh, uh, to. to Ooh, do you, you think they Ferrari starting team orders? Yeah, do you think they would do pull a team order this this week? Because it's Ooh. it's getting close. Uh, Max is on the heels. 
I mean, both Sergio and Carlos, I think, are on record saying, look, if I'm in, in the running for a championship, it's full steam ahead and we go, go, go. But if I'm out and we see a clear, uh, a clear support winner and I need to be there to help the team, I have no problem doing that. So I think Carlos and Sergio are both on record saying that they will help Max and Charles battle each other if they're already ruled out by points and, and just pure pace gap. So, I mean, that's, that's got to be spicy. Not only, not only do both teams have similar orders, but both are damn near the same on paper of caliber of driver, I would say. I, I think Max has a little bit of the edge on Charles just because of how he drove last year. And just he, he's just a very, very consistent driver when the car is under him. When the car is reliable, when the car is doing everything it wants to do, he is a bit, I mean, we saw it in Miami. He literally drove flawless, like the whole race. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's one of those things. But I think with both teams having championship driver, like caliber, and both having teammates that are willing to do anything to get them to that P1 spot by the end of the year, if they're already ruled out, that can also give each other a run for the money. I think we literally have the most competitive two teams on the grid right now. Yeah, w- c- could you rule them out right now? It's only no, it's only I can't rule them out yet. I, I don't think you can rule them out. Rule out. Yeah, so, that, so I don't I, think you see they're not on team. Yeah. No. Plus, it would be beneficial for Carlos to get those points so that he can he can get pass up Checo on the driver standings, and th- either way, that gives them a boost in their uh and the team's you know construction. Yeah, even standings. if Leclerc is second, as long dude, if Ch- if uh, Sainz is for one and two with Charles in second, as long as as long as Max is finishing below Charles, I think that's all you need to worry about. Yeah, that's that's true. it. That that's, that's really all you need to worry about. And Plus, how, right now Carlos dude, just needs to drive. <laughs> how awesome would it be for Carlos to get his first win in Spain? Uh, with his entire fit with freaking Carlos on senior there with like, bro. Yeah. Yup. That, that would be, that would be very literally like the most picturesque moment you could get for his entire career. That might go down as the best race of his career. And we yeah. could potentially see it this weekend. So, uh, I think I'm ready to make my race predictions. Honestly. Yeah. That, that's a perfect segue. And my first prediction is Carlos is winning it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the culture, I just right off the bat have to go ahead and just co-sign that, right? Yeah, we for got the we got to see a Carlos we got to see a Carlos signs victory this weekend. As Kendrick Lamar say, that's for the culture, and yeah, I got Carlo I got Carlos signs P one, I got Leclerc P two, and I got uh, Max P three, and the big stepper himself. The big stepper himself, <laughs> <laughs> dude. No, I. I actually like no bullshit, Chris. I think this is the first episode in the weekend that we may agree on all three of those. Yeah. Carlos, Carlos in first, Charles in second, Max in third. I think the only exception you can make, because just for obviously for the culture, you know, Carlos is P1. I understand Max and Charles are great, but Carlos P1, ride until I die. I want to see that this weekend. But I think the only switch you can make is Max P2, Charles P3. But. I'm ro- I'm rocking with yours, man. I actually think that's a solid prediction for this week. If we're doing a culture prediction, I think Alonzo's getting P two. Yeah, dude, dude, Carlos not only beating the other Spaniard, but for P one and two, that would be fucking insane. I, I'm actually here to see some. I, I would like to see more uh, one two finishes from Ferrari and Red Bull this year. So I I think I'm happy with my predictions for the one two Ferrari. 
Uh, other race predictions that I think uh, might come come out this week. Uh, Mick Schumacher not getting points again. I don't yeah, think I don't think points. he does. That's a safe does. one. Uh, I think Kevin Magnuson steps up again this week and has a better finish. I'd say top uh, seven. Top seven. Because uh, George Russell's finishing P5. George P5 Russell's finishing P5, definitely. He's going to find a way, damn it. If they, are they bringing upgrades, Mercedes? I don't know. I, I know they're going to have a damn – I don't think this weekend is the right one to do it because – they have they're the worst team on porpoising and it's a high downforce track. Mm. So if they're not upgrading just their downforce, I don't think you do because you're not gonna get the right data out of this weekend fucking bouncing everywhere. Yeah, fair. Fair. Uh let's see. Let's what's a, what's a spicy prediction that, that's just fun. What do what do we think? I think mm. Ricardo finishes ahead of Norris this weekend. I like that. I like that. I think I think Lewis finished outside P ten. Oh, he's out of the points. I think Lewis is going to have a particularly struggle bus weekend because I think only one of the Mercedes is going to operate well under a high downforce track. I think they're going to try two different setups. Lewis is unfortunately going to get the short straw, and he's going to finish out of the points. Yeah, and plus George Russell is uh, he's better equipped at driving garbage, so. Yeah, he. I mean, shit, he did two years of it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. Damn, that's... We got Mick out of the points. got Lewis out of the points. I don't think we see... We got, we got Magnuson, P7 or higher. George, definitely P5. He's not going lower than P5. He's not going higher than P5 either. Yeah, I think... I don't know, man. I think I think we'll even see an even more struggle bus weekend from McLaren this weekend. I, yeah. I, I just don't know. There, there's too much straight line speed on this track, and I, I will say fall short. I will say though, the McLaren seems to have the least issues with porpoising. They do. I, I think their car runs smooth. They're fast in the corners. It's just if you don't have raw speed on the straight, man, you, you just simply can't compete. Yeah, you can gain time and gain back on, but we saw it in Miami and we saw it even before that. Like, it, you gain all the time back in the corner just to not pass them on the straight because they have, like, you have DRS, but they're ultimately still faster than you. They're the slowest one in the straight. So, yeah, I mean, we saw Lewis do it for a whole race. But like we, he couldn't even do that. So it's like it's, I don't know, man. You, you're you're gonna have to unlock some raw speed now. You got the aerodynamics, you got the floor design. It's it's time to unlock some raw speed now. You got a you got an F1 car in your garage there. Listen, man. Some dude down down my house like just revs his fucking like Harley Davidson engine every single day around the same time, and it is the most <laughs> annoying thing ever. Hey, you gotta, you gotta make sure she's running still. Uh, I think Pierre Crashley is gonna bounce back this week. <laughs> God, he's not crashing the car. We're gonna, he's get not. We're gonna get rid of the nickname after this week. It'll be retired, and then uh, I think we could see a McLaren finish. Like P10 feels like a good spot for him. Yeah, and you know what? We can go ahead and pour one out for Crashing Martin this weekend again, man. But yeah, you know, it's it's depressing scenes over there. I hope the four time kicks it back. 
I hope Lance Stroll just, you know, sees the checkered flag. Hopefully they don't start from the pit lane this weekend. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much worse he could fucking get over there. Um, yeah. Did you know the expectations are low when you say, hopefully they don't start from the pit lane this weekend? Bro, it, 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 it. Like, I don't feel proud saying that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bar is on the floor. Bro. Hey, well, I guess that kind of leaves me thinking, you know, how good was uh the Otmar guy? I mean. He's pretty, he might be pretty crucial because, I don't know. He I left. guess, but I haven't really seen a whole lot of, like, I mean, he, he came to Aston Martin with an already semi-developed car. They had the pink Mercedes the year before and they come back to an Aston Martin kind of developed already last year, leaves, mm-hmm. we have a new era of car, and the Alpine has gone through fucking 46 power units. Yeah, fair. fair. So it's like, I don't know. I can't give him a fair assessment because it's like he was put in a position with already good machinery. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just completely capping and talking out of my ass, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see as the season goes, but. Yeah, I think that I think that's a good. We got some good predictions in there. Nothing oh, too crazy, yeah. honestly. I think it's going to be a pretty straightforward weekend. But I'm hoping we get some intense battles. I feel like this is a good track for some intense battles, and hopefully we don't have a, a stinker like Miami. No hell yeah, I think it should be totally fine. But yeah, guys, that's that was that was episode fourteen two point oh. But. <laughs> <laughs> Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'm going to attach our anchor.fm link in the description. But follow us, hit us up on that. You know, Twitter, Instagram's kind of dead for F1 stuff. So definitely Twitter is is the way to go. But but check us out, man. And uh, peace, my guys. Yeah, give us likes, comment what your race predictions are, and let, let us know what, what you think of our predictions. You're later, family. Deuces.